It's a good show. Hit it. Hey there, this is Don Heffington, and you are listening to Radio 8 Ball with Andras Jones. Yes. Radio 8 Ball, give us a shake. We're in the studio, tempting fate. Putting questions to the songs we will randomly Select it with the help of our friend Synchronicity Radio 8 Ball, give us a shake Radio 8 Ball, give us a shake This is the Radio 8 Ball Show Welcome to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions. Like picking musical tarot cards, I am your host, Andras Jones, here at the Record Company in Boston, Massachusetts on September 26, 2018, with our musical guest... Steve Smith. Welcome to Radio 8 Ball, Steve. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks to you, and thanks to J.J. Gonson, who's going to be joining us later for introducing me to you. We're going to get to know you really well throughout this this next series of pop oracle divinations. We're going to be using your music as the oracle fodder for our musical divinations, which means people are going to ask a question, then we're going to spin a wheel or pick a card or flip a coin, which is going to determine which song you play off your list of eight songs. And let me tell you what the list of eight songs are. Why don't you play a little bit of something beautiful that I can read it over? Song number one, Days Go By. Song number two, Emma. Song number three, Let the Night. Song number four, Little White Doves. Song number five, Lover Let Me In. Song number six, Setting Sun. Song number seven, This Town. And song number eight, Simple Things. will be the oracle fodder for our musical divinations. As I say, uh, we're going to be answering questions throughout this show. We're going to be joined by mostly folks that you've invited, Steve, people that you play music with or that you are just, uh, you know, inspired by or friends with. Indeed, yeah. uh, Most of those, I mean, you know, I I guess, you know, they're they're all friends. They're all people that I admire and people that I... uh, like to spend time with and people that I like to work with and who I think I've got creative genius in them. Wonderful. Well, I know at least one of them and they def- she is definitely uh, has uh, full of creative genius all over the it's coming out all over the place. So yeah. if that's any indication, I'm looking forward to meeting all of these folks. And we also will be well, we'll be ending the show with your question, which you have given me. And for all those paper fetishists who tune in for this moment of the show, oh. <laughs> that was your moment. There'll be another one at the end when we unveil that question. That will be answered by the last song left on the board, 
So Steve will gaze into the mirror of his own muse to get his question answered. And, as always the case, the show starts with my question. And as a believer in synchronicity, when Radio 8 Ball is happening synchronous with a, uh, a national or a global event, uh, I always think that's going to be interesting because we don't know what's actually happening. We're getting maybe, but we know something's happening. Like if this was, there was an earthquake happening today, we wouldn't know the impact of the earthquake, but the fact that we were recording at the same time as the earthquake can maybe tell us something about the, about something about the, the archetype or the meaning or the poetry or some part of the history that we aren't aware of that we're still revealing. Cause that's the whole idea of kind of synchronicity work is to allow accidents to happen that then reveal something, a bigger picture that maybe you don't see when you're right in the moment. Yeah. So right now there's these uh, Senate confirmation hearings for Trump's nominee to the Supreme Court. There's Brett Kavanaugh, who has all these women, who several women who are coming out making claims about him. And today was the Senate hearing or is the Senate hearing where uh, the first accuser, Christine Blasey Ford, gave her statement this morning. And he is, I think, giving his testimony now. It was starting when I when we started this and then we had to get going. And so this is all going on. And I don't know about I mean, the whole I mean, I'm not going to unpack the political side of it, but I do know from people who lived through the Anita Hill hearings uh, when, because I wasn't paying as much attention when I was younger, uh, maybe I wasn't able to because of as much there wasn't as much news coverage, and the news coverage didn't allow women's voices, and so it just always very confusing to me. Um, but I've spoken with a lot of people who were really traumatized by that, by those hearings, and I can only imagine that there's a lot of traumatization, like re-traumatizing going on, like people who have suffered abuse and harassment and all that stuff. And I don't want to say diminish it by saying all that stuff. abuse and harassment and I guess the whole menu of I don't know offenses against women that women have been putting up with forever Mm -hmm. and are just kind of in this moment we hope being able to write write our ship and write the and help write the ship in, in total and I've been thinking I was thinking this morning I'm just going to make this personal because I ask everyone to just talk personally and you'll, yeah. see, you'll see this. So my question is about this term that came into my head this morning when I was get, preparing for the show. This term was when I was listening to the, to the Christine Blasey Ford hearings or her testimony. And I got I heard that in the, my mind there was the term reverse Lysistrata. Are you familiar with Lysistrata? No. It's a Greek play about... You're probably familiar with the story. I think Spike Lee recently made a movie kind of based upon it. A lot of people have remade it. But basically, it's the, the women of, the, of Greece. I think it's Greece. Maybe it's Sparta. Whatever. A, Greece, a Greek city that's at war. They all go on sex strike. They all refuse to have sex with their husbands until they make peace. <laughs> and, and so... And, and this... And I it just... So this term reverse Lysistrata came into my head because uh, for the last several years, and I realize now, even since before that, I've been just moving myself out of the dating, looking for a relationship pool. I've been really committed to developing this project, but I think also... I'm realizing that I'm also, I'm a pretty intuitive person. I live in Olympia, Washington, which is a town, very feminist town, punk rock, where Riot Grill came from. And I think I'm pretty, I, maybe I'm just attuned to like this, like, 
this trauma. And yeah. the last thing you want to do as a, I've never, never been a lifeguard, but they say, be careful when you jump in to try and save a drowning person. Yeah. Because when you engage with someone who's traumatized, they're going to grab you and sh- yeah. bring you into that trauma. Yeah. Right. And you, you can't blame a drowning person for doing that. That's no. just a, a natural, it's a nervous system response. It's not a conscious response. But at the same time, I, so I've been sort of trying to move my, I realized pulling, sort of going on sexual strike of like, but not in, but it, the reason it's reverse, couple of re- few reasons. One, because it's a guy doing it, not a woman, not women. Two, because in Lysistrata, Estrada, the goal of that is to try and, well, first of all, it's done as a large group of women in solidarity. For me, this has just been a very private thing. I haven't been going out trying to say, hey, guys, let's stop giving it to, to <laughs> be ludicrous, right? Um, and then the other way it's, is that, in that, they're trying to change the change men's what men are doing. And for me, it's not. I don't want to change what women are doing. In a way, it's sort of like. I mean, it's more like. Forgive me. I'm going to use some. I use I use intense language on the show, but I'm. I, maybe yeah. I'm going to give you a warning. So, I just want to. I, I don't want any woman who's around me to worry at all that I'm trying to fuck them. Yeah. Basically, and. I realized that it's like I've sort of, I didn't call it reverse Lysistrata. I just called it, I'm going to have, I want to have such good boundaries that there can be no mistake. Uh-huh. Like if you want to be with me, well, first of all, we're going to have to have a good conversation about it. You're going to have to, we're going to have to be friends for a long time. We're going to have to really get to know each other because I don't want, I want to know that you've done your work and you're not just looking for someone to pour your trauma on and if you are looking for someone to pour your trauma on i'd be glad to do that as your friend just not as your lover because i don't want to do that and then so then and it sort of felt kind of in my mind you know it's you it's not like i'm an unsexual person i'm still horny as hell but i find ways to take care of that myself (laughs) and and the point is Rethinking about this as a reverse Lysistrata, as a sense of like, as again, not trying to challenge, but being in solidarity and recognizing the moment and recognizing that I feel like what I want more than anything, it's like, I'd rather be a good friend to all women than precious to one Mm -hmm. and then be in that dynamic. And this is not trying to encourage anyone who's in relationship with women to stop doing that. It's more like listening to this Brett Kavanaugh hearing made me realize how traumatized the whole world is and how maybe there's a kind of genius that I, that are, we sometimes have when, that we're unaware of that has led me to make these decisions to put me in this what has felt like an isolated and lonely place. But when I'm listening to that, it feels like a powerful place because it's like, okay, because I'm not going to be able to convince anyone that I'm not trying to fuck them. But I know. when I sort of like when my nervous system, when I'm listening to this and I know that at least... For the last few years, I definitely have not been one of the bad guys. I don't think I was before, but I definitely haven't been since I just kept removing myself. And so this is probably deeper than you thought this was going to get, Steve, but I promise we're going to pull out of this in a a good way. So, so, yeah, so my question, because this is all, I guess this is all motivated by, well, I guess, yeah, I know what my question is, is how, how long, like, is this a lifetime decision? Are we so traumatized that I really need to reverse Lysistrata it all the way out to the end until my body's no longer pumping jizz? 
<laughs> or is there a chance, is there some light at the end of the tunnel for this traumatized nation of women where if enough of us get our shit together and think clearly about it, that there is some, that on the other side, that there is a healing on the other side and it's just not more constant trauma and re-trauma and trauma and re-trauma. And if it is, I'm there for you, ladies. I will just be there from you for, for a distance. <laughs> so the question is, how long do I have to wait? Well, is it forever or is it, or is there some time in my lifetime when we're going to play, find a place where men and women can meet in a place where we're not so scared of each other? And now, to engage the pop oracle... Would you mind, um, since I'm in a different room, would you mind spinning the wheel of eight? Na, 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 wheel of eight. Song number eight, which is... This is Simple Things. So I've run up my... In my head Then I listen to The thing that you said Sit simple things Make you smile It's simple things make you smile. So what went wrong? Was it me that let you down again? What went wrong? How could I ever lose my best friend? I've climbed these walls to clear my head Thought I was something more, but I'm a fool instead It's simple things make you smile Oh, it's simple things make you smile. Oh, swap so went wrong. Was it me that let you down again? Swap so went wrong. How could I ever? Who's my best friend? It's the simple things, it's the simple things that make you smile. It's the simple things, it's the simple things that make you smile. It's simple things. Simple things that make you smile. 
And that was Simple Things from Steve Smith. The answer to my question about this whole reverse Lysistrata concept that I, uh, I was rambling about before, just wondering about how long we have to wait to be at a place where, I guess I'm asking personally, where I can meet women in a place where I know that we're not re-traumatizing each other and in just a larger state, you know, where we can, how we can meet that place in that place as a society. So uh, I thought I found a lot of potential answers in that question. I mean, in, in that song for me, I don't know about you, but uh, totally outside of my question, can you tell us a little bit about the background of that song, where it comes from? And we didn't get a We didn't, I, I post all the stuff in the blog. So people at this point can read and know, but we're with a pretty heavy cat here. He plays with some pretty heavy bands. We'll be talking about him throughout. So is this from one of the projects? Is this a solo thing? Is yeah, this from one of your projects? No, this was uh, from my band, Dirty Vegas. Uh, it was from the first record that we released. Um, the song was, uh, you, you know, questioning that part of a relationship where, you know, have you, have you lost, have you lost somebody? Is, is there, is there a connection? Is there something that's, that's, you know, been, been chipped away at something that, you like know, within a relationship when it starts to go sour, that kind of thing? Um, yeah, yeah. But that, that could be a friendship. It doesn't have to be like right. a, a romantic relationship. It was, it was you know, as open as, as I was feeling at the time about, you know, that, that have people come and go in your life. And, um, I was really re- reflecting on that part of it. So as a songwriter, I don't know about you, like everyone has a different thing. When you write, do you usually, do you start with, do you find that you start with the first line or that the first line comes someplace else in the process? Cause the, the first line of a song is an important jumping off point, right? I always feel, you know, some of the, the, you know the classic songs for me, like when you strip it back down to the bare bones with a, a guitar and a voice, is everything on that first line. That's going to bring you into the story. It's it's opening you up and and you know bringing the the listener in. I, I yeah, for me the first line always comes first. Uh, it's never like oh you know I think I've wrote a cool chorus and then work backwards. Right. I usually start from that verse. And well, the reason I ask because this first line is very evocative and you and it's it's very specific without telling you much i've run a mile in my head i didn't listen to a thing you said i feel like anyone who's let their mind run on something can relate to that but is what do you remember what the situation was you don't have to say names or things but was there a particular situation of realizing that you hadn't listened to something and that your mind just sort of ran with it or am i misinterpreting that line no i mean it wasn't actually something very specific uh, I was just reflecting on at, at that time in my life, just people that I'd seen coming and going in friendships, people that were uh, that were in relationships that were were working or weren't working, um, but people that remained friends. You know, that's the thing about the, it's the simple things that make you smile. It's mm-hmm. I, I wanted there to be some some optimism in there, and right. Uh, and was, and if. Uh, if there's is there something that you can, you think of as like when you think when you sing the song is there some particular simple thing for you that like whether it's like going for a walk or eating a good meal like what is is there some simple thing for you that you know that I can always go to this and you're like this I'll always be okay if I'm swimming or yeah for me it, it, it it's always just something about you know being near the ocean that uh, you know whatever. Good, bad, stress, worry, whatever kind of anything that's like really getting to me, 
a, a good walk by the ocean will put me in a better place than where, when I was before I went. Mind if I just dig in? I, do you have a preference in the water or by the water? By the water. I don't like <laughs> sharks. <laughs> There's too many sharks in New England. Ah, yes. Well, okay. So there's my metaphor. If you have, and allow me to run with that. So that's exact. That's kind of what it feels like. This whole is is like stepping out of the water because the water seems kind of dangerous and choppy. Yeah. But I still love the ocean. I want to be as close to it. I want to be by it. I want to make sure it's clean. I'm a friend of the ocean. Mm-hmm. But. There's too many sharks right now. Yeah. There's a lot of sharks in there, and there's phantom sharks and whatever. So there. So I guess so that that really that image speaks to me as again. I hadn't even thought of this concept until this morning. My mo- I'm staying at my mom's place in the basement of it, and yeah. she lives right on the edge of this very very old graveyard. So I'm basically underground level with the <laughs> yeah. uh, the corpses. Yeah, and that's a strange feeling. You know it. I, you know, I've never had a problem. I've had I, the dead have always been way kinder to me than the living. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's not true. <laughs> well, I have, I have very, I, I've, I, when I was a kid, I was a, kind of a lonely kid. I used to go walk through the graveyards and talk to the gravestones, like okay. <laughs> made of my child therapist yeah, kind of yeah, thing. So yeah. there's something I feel like, I feel like maybe that was whispered, whispered to me. By one of the, and this is like an old. I mean, this Watertown. This is a place where some of the the youngest ghosts in it died in 1916. Some tombstones are people who died in 1870. Wow. Yeah. So it's like a. I don't think I don't think anyone's getting into this graveyard. This mm. you know <laughs> again. Yeah. Yeah. So let me just wrap it up here. So the simple. I guess that is. It's the. It is. You take the complexity of romantic relating out of things and there's the hope that we, that by sharing simple things maybe we can build to that level of complex of being able to handle that level of complexity and by we i mean me and anyone who wants to engage with me because like i said this is a very personal choice and not something i'm trying to it's not some movement i'm trying not trying to gain solidarity in this I'm not trying to gain sympathy i'm just really just Doing what I do when I record four Radio 8 Ball shows in a row, I asked all my questions. <laughs> Actually, to be honest, you'd be, you'd be very happy, listeners, because I had a v- pretty, you know, you've been with me for a year on this and maybe more. I had the capacity to ad- ask some negative and uh, self, uh, self-serving self kind of questions and not the best selfish kind of way, just kind of negative, like bringing up my old old beefs. And I avoided that by asking this question, and I think that was the gift from the ghosts. They let me ask a question that was just as difficult, but maybe not so hard to listen to. So thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of this one, Steve. From here on out, it's all going to be your friends, and no more of me talking about my jizz. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening to Radio 8 Ball. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher, and check out our website and the links provided for info about past and future shows on the Radio 8 blog, our ongoing Patreon campaign, and where you can download our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the Pop Oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed in the history of Radio 8 Ball. I hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. And until next time... I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio Wave Show.
秀的秀。